Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Kevin sent me a note about a story in the news, and this is a common scam right now. In fact, I've had several attempts to do this to me uh, in the last month, and I think it probably happens a lot. It's just a question of how often people get caught up with it, and I'll explain to you some of those issues. But from Fox 13 Seattle, Gig Harbor business owner scammed out of $85,000 by what appeared to be his bank. Man owns a restaurant, says he was scammed out of thousands of dollars within seconds after getting a call directly from what he thought was his bank. Keep in mind that today someone can call you with a spoofed phone number and it looks like it could be anybody. That ID on the caller ID does not mean a darn thing. Not a thing. Uh, The man's the owner of Greenhouse Restaurant in Gig Harbor, says he received a text message that looked like it came from Chase Bank around 8.48 in the morning on December 12th. The message asked if I'd authorized a transaction at a Walmart in Pensacola, Florida for about $499. Reply Y if yes and N if no. Well, of course, he's not in Pensacola, Florida, and he doesn't say he authorized any such thing. So, of course, he's going to click end to that, which then prompted a phone call. They called him within 45 seconds, and they said, oh, this must be a fraud situation. We can help you. We're your bank. And, of course, they weren't his bank. They said there's active fraud going on your account. People are trying to wire out large sums of money. We need to stop this now. Now, following this story through, it started out as a transaction at a Walmart. Now it's people trying to wire out money from his account. And quite often, these people who do this just say things that sound scary. Uh, And so the average person wouldn't want their card being misused at a Walmart in Pensacola, Florida for $499, but you also wouldn't want thousands of dollars being wired out of your account either. But of course, neither of those things were actually happening. So the person who called him said that uh, there's a two-factor authentication in place, and uh, we're we're going to send you a PIN, and can you verify it? So the 36-year-old man says that the codes he received came from the same number that the bank had used to reach him before, and so he shared the one-time verification PIN with whom he thought was a banker. Now, I'm not quite sure that's the best description of what happens with these scams, because quite often someone's trying to get into your account without your permission will encounter a thing that says, we need the two-factor authentication PIN, so can you please enter that now? So they said, okay, send the PIN, knowing the PIN would get sent to him. And so he then gets the PIN, and they just said, hey, we're going to send you a PIN. But when you get the PIN, it says, do not share this with anyone. The PIN is there so that you can get into your own account. It's not so the bank can get into your account, because your bank can get into your account. That's what banks do. They work with your account. He says he was trying to keep his business safe when the person on the other end of the line hacked his account. I had no way to know that this was a fraudulent thing. From that point on, they had access to my account and they were operating as if it was me. And that, again, getting back to when you set up your account, many accounts now have automatically gone to two-factor authentication. You don't know what that is. Um, You log into account, you have a password. You type in the password, you hit enter. Now many accounts are set up, whether it's a bank account or just different websites even, are set up in such a way that you cannot get in with just the password. 
there's going to be a two-factor authentication, which is quite often a PIN, personal identification number, that they will text to you or email to you to an email or a phone that you've given to them. So if you have a cell phone and you tell them, text me the PIN, when you try to log into your own account, it'll stop you and say, what's the PIN we just sent you to make sure it's you. So when they send you that PIN and you read the email they send you, it says right in there, do not share this with anyone. So in the transaction he's describing, the first text he got was not from the bank, but the PIN was from the bank. And then when he gave them the PIN, of course, now the fraudsters have got his PIN and are in his account and can do whatever they want. Whoever was behind the scam sent two wire transfers to Wells Fargo accounts in Texas, totaling $85,500. A small business owner in Woodenville tells uh, Fox 13 he also got scammed out of more than $6,000 and wants to warn others about this attack. It's just as made it tough. It happened two weeks before Christmas, the restaurant owner said. Business didn't skip a beat and employees didn't go unpaid, but the man says it was a financial burden. He reached out to his local Chase branch the same day, hoping they could fix this. They went and contacted their higher-ups and said they would work on recalling those transactions, but it was basically in the hands of Wells Fargo now. So the money got transferred from a Chase bank to a Wells Fargo bank. And um, it does appear the money got transferred to a bank in the U.S. Uh, I've heard of the money going overseas, which makes it more difficult. Uh, He reached out to Wells Fargo, who advised him they would do their research on the matter as well. I was then later informed that once it had been sent by wire, that's one of those things that they do is if you have to checkmark that you authorize this to go through. Transaction, he says he did not authorize, but the person who called me posing as me did. He said, this is my whole life. My wife and I bought this place, you know, hoping to make a better future for our kids. It's been nearly two months since this happened. It has not been resolved yet. He said, I just feel like I've been kind of betrayed You leave your money with banks because you want to feel safe, you want to feel protected, and I've not felt that in any way, shape, or form throughout this entire ordeal. He says he's been banking with Chase for over 20 years on a personal level and a business owner lately. His money has not yet been recovered. My biggest concern through all of this is the grandmas that are sitting at home, they get the phone call from their Chase bank that they've been going for 50 years saying that there's fraud and they fall victim to this, and now every dime that they have is gone. Um, the business owner is skeptical as these incidents are becoming too common. So we don't have a story on this, uh, you know, we don't have a resolution on this yet. He did file a police report uh, with his local police department, which is probably not a bad idea either. But I can tell you that it's bizarre how often these things happen. And I track them because I'm a consumer protection attorney. I often talk about them in videos, these kind of incidents. But the other day, uh, I was sitting at my desk and my phone buzzed and, and, I, and I looked at it and it was someone claiming to be my bank. And I looked at it and it goes, fraudulent activity in your account, contact us or something like that. And I ignored it and it, and it came through again, fraudulent activity in your bank and I ignored it. And the reason I ignored it was twofold. One of which is I get those almost every day, but, but I'd say I get mm, maybe four or five of them a week, week in and week out. They're almost always from different banks. Because people who are just mass sending out emails and texts saying, you know, fraudulent activity in your account, all they do is one day they send out a million texts saying it's Wells Fargo. The next day they send out a million texts saying it's Chase. The next day they say it's a million, you know, and, and they literally just change the bank every single day. 
And so one day last week, I got two from my bank. But the day before, I'd gotten two from a different bank and two from a different. And so you, I spotted it just simply as the form going, oh, this is wrong. But what I can tell you is this, and this is extremely important, is that much of the information that you used to have to go to your bank to find out is online. And you can go online and see the same information that the teller pulls up when you walk up and make a transaction there. And it might not be all of the information, but it's an awful lot of the information. And I remember a couple of times where I called my bank to talk to them and they said, log in, do this, blah, 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 and do it. And they go, yeah, you're looking at the same screen I am. Now, again, there may be a little more information on their screen or they probably have some ways to get in behind that and so on. But when I got that text, I was busy doing something and then I finished what I'm doing and I just log into my account and nothing going on. And so if somebody contacts you and they say, hi, we're the bank, we're you know, somebody important, we're the FBI, we're the IRS, <laughs> we're calling you, um, you can say, uh, give me your number, I'll call you back. Write it down if you want to, but you don't need to. And if it was actually your bank, just log into your account, don't give the information to anybody, and call the number that pops up where it says, if you have questions, call us. And say, hi, I just got a text or I just got an email or I just got something saying my account has been hacked and they need me to verify something. Did that come from you? And all they're going to do is the same thing that you do where you pull up your account, look at it, go, no, there's nothing going on there. Nothing going on. And, well, do you need my PIN to stop something from happening? No, the bank does not need you to give them the PIN they send you. They send you a PIN for you to use. They don't use the PIN you do. So when someone calls you and says, I need that pin that you just got, yeah, they need that because they're going to impersonate you and break into your account. So, I mean, those pins have become ubiquitous, as I like to say. They're everywhere. And I've seen it now in all kinds of stuff, including a few where it's annoying, where I went online, where was I? I was going to go pay a bill. And I got into my account online then I went to pay the bill, and it goes, we've just sent you a pin, confirm it's you. I'm thinking to myself, you should let anybody pay my bill, I don't care. But, but I realize that I guess once you pay the bill, you get into a portion of the screen that might be confidential on some level. I think it was my cable bill. But like I said, I'd be happy to let them, let other people pay my bill. But this guy here got the text message. And it says there's fraudulent activity in your account. And you might expect that they might text you if there was some kind of fraudulent activity in your account. But when they then send you the pin and say, here, give me that pin over the phone, that doesn't even make any sense. It does not make any sense. The pin is for you to identify yourself to the program as you log in. So when it says, do not give this pin to anyone, don't give it to anyone. Not even people claiming to be the bank because they're not. So good lesson here for everybody. Kevin sent it. Thanks a lot. Fox 13 out of Seattle uh, ran the story. Gig Harbor business owner scammed out of $85,000 by what appeared to be his bank. Questions, comments, put them below. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. True solitude is found in the wild places where no one is without human obligation. One's inner voices become audible.